Diane Lake, she's the author of Member of the Family, My Story of Charles Manson, Life Inside His Cult, and the Darkness That Ended the 60s. Uh, this book is really grabbing a ton of people, and so, I mean, it's a, it's a legit honor to have Diane on the show. Diane, thank you for joining us. I know that you've been inundated with media requests, and for you to say yes to us is fantastic. Uh, thank you. You are, what part of the country are you in? You're down in the States, but where are you, Diane, roughly? I'm in California. So you kind of stayed there? Yeah. Your your whole life. Um, can you, Di- yeah. Diane, can you give me some examples of things that have become folklore or legend about the Manson family that you know were not actually true? Um, we didn't practice Satanism. <laughs> right. I, I mean, I've heard that, 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 and people have asked me that. Um we, we didn't have, you know, it wasn't a constant um, orgy. Mm-hmm. And we weren't this murderous uh, plan. I mean, we became that. I didn't participate in any of the murders. And I was, I was horrified that they, these people that I hadn't, had loved and, you know, felt like they were a family. Mm-hmm. had committed these, you know, atrocious murders for no good reason. You so, know, I, I, I remember, I, I had Vincent Bugliosi on the show a couple of times before he passed away a couple of years ago. And uh, do you remember him from the courtroom at all, Vincent Bugliosi? Uh, very much, yes. He was a very, very intelligent and very nice man. Yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed my conversations with him and and I wonder, you know, when you were put on the stand, Diane, to, uh, I guess, speak out on behalf of the prosecution, was there anything that you think you said that helped put Charlie away? Um, I think just having, you know, uh, some personal encounters or whatever with him. I don't remember specifically... Um, but I, I know that I did help because some of the things that I, I, because I, especially in Leslie's case, because I was, I was there the morning after, um, when she came home from hitchhiking from Griffith Park where the La Bianca murders happened. Right. Um, I had, you know, I was able to testify to some of, of that, um, you know, that I witnessed. Yeah. And they told me, the girls told me how they were involved, you know, and, and text too. But as far as, as, as Charlie, I, I don't know. I think I just maybe had given, you know, enough of a, an inside um, look. Well, I mean, he was a teenage love of yours, right? You were hooked. Um, did you ever visit him in prison afterwards or write to him? No. So after the trial, there was zero contact. Right. Which is strange because, you know, I I know that you wrote about, you've spoken about this. You were in love with him. With him, you you were hooked on him. What what was the moment that changed for you? Do you think? I think that changed when he when he raped me. When he raped you. Right. 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 And when and he he wanted he wanted me to leave. Hmm. So, 
and then and certainly you know when I found out about the murders and that he you know I mean it's just like it was crazy it was a crazy time sure and I was afraid of him he you know threatened to hang me upside down and you know skin me alive and I really didn't have any reason to doubt him yeah, because you had seen you had seen that switch go off in him, right? I mean, he could be that sort of playful, you know, goofy guy, and then all of a sudden, bang, that switch goes off, and he just becomes, you know, pure evil in many ways. Yeah, he had a he he had a way of uh, he was like a changeling. He could become all kinds of different people, so you never knew, you know, which was the real Charlie. Sure, sure. Um, Charlie died two months ago. We're speaking about Charles Manson. Uh, Charlie died two months ago, roughly, at the age of 83, the prison near Bakersfield. Um, when you heard that news, did that have any impact on you, Diane? A sense of relief. You finally feel, felt like it was over? It was actually over? Yeah, and I, I hope it brings... And, and did bring, you know, comfort to the families of the victims because it's just been going on so long. And, you know, he got more fan mail in, in a California prison than anyone. And it's just, it's sad to me that, that he became, you know, not only notorious for, you know, the crimes that he perpetuated, but... You know, he became, I don't know, a martyr, a, you know, somebody that people wanted to hang with, you know, or hang with the people or claim that they were members of the family. Right. It just, it just defied, um, it just defied any kind of sense at all to me. And so I think, you know, I hope that now with his passing, you know, that some of that, uh, just having a little tough time hearing you there. Uh, um, folks, we're on the line with Diane Lake. She's the author of Member of the Family, My Story of Charles Manson, Life Inside His Cult, and the Darkness That Ended the 60s. Diane, where do you remember, I'm sure you do, but let me ask you anyway, uh, do you remember where you were during the nights of the Tate and LaBianca murders? Uh, did you have an, any clue that those things were going on on the night they were going on? I know the girls told you afterwards what they had done, and they, and they did it with sort of a, a joyfulness as they shared how they, you know, mutilated and, and, and attacked yeah, and murdered. They, you know, they were, like, proud of themselves. Right. Um, no, I well, I was at the Spawn Ranch the night, you know, the LaBianca, so it was, what, the night before? Two nights before, I think it was the night before. So I, I, I must have been at Spawn Ranch. Yeah. But I was not aware. I was not aware of them, you know, going out on any type of a mission. Right. Right. I was not not a, really aware of of them at all at, at at that point. So you found out because the girls started sort of bragging about what went down, you know, to to whoever would listen to you, and you were there. Did it? It must have. I well, mean, I thought, no, I found out uh, from text. Oh, text told. Oh, okay. I thought it was the girl. Sorry about that. 
Okay. Well, they did. They did tell me, but that's not how I found out. I found out from text. So text, did well, he... We, we were kind of waiting in Atlanta for the rest of the family to catch up with us, uh, and then we would all go up to the desert together. But this was not an uncommon occurrence. This was, you know, uh, this was usual that we, you know, we'd, we'd gone up to the desert many times before, and we usually met in Atlanta and then went to the desert from there together as a group because it... It took really. It took a group of people to get up the wash, you know, moving boulders and pushing cars and doing buggies or whatever, moving rocks out of the way. Yeah. I mean, it's really. It's you really need a four-wheel drive vehicle, and even then, it's an arduous journey. You know, uh, speaking of of Tex Charles Tex Watson, he's still in prison, but but now he's a Christian and has a sort of a ministry of his own. Uh, does that strike you as, I don't know, weird? No. Um, all things are possible with God, and, you know, I'm a believer myself, and so I, I hope that he is sincere, you know, in that he has, you know, accepted Christ and has been forgiven, and, you know, I'd like to see him, you know, move, move on, you know? I mean, he committed these crimes... Uh, and I'm, I hope he has, you know, remorse. You know, it, it, that's interesting. You, you, you said what you just said, Diane, because, you know, part of me wonders about the trajectory of your spiritual life. And, and I wonder, you know, how could you ever really believe or trust your beliefs again after believing that one of the most evil icons in American history, you know, you believed he was Jesus Christ returned. So after that whole, I mean, look, it's teenager, it's young, young. I'm sure we can we can sort of separate that and say, well, I was a you know dopey kid. What did I know? I believed stuff that wasn't true. But really, you believed, really believed that Charlie Manson was the second coming of Christ. And now you're telling me, I mean, it's you know decades later that you you believe in you know you're a Christian, you're you're a follower of Christ. So it's so interesting to me how how you could allow yourself to sign off on believing something else when you found out that what you used to believe was a load of garbage. Right. Um, well, I'd always had, you know, I, my mother had, had a strong belief in God, and that was, you know, really part of how we ended up dropping out is that they wanted to get closer, you know, to to God and trusting God. But I really didn't know what that was all I didn't know what that was all about, really, at that point. And, you know, then Charlie comes along, and, you know, with the uh, addition of drugs, you know, and being disenfranchised, and other people believed it, and it was like, well, you know, maybe that's, that's possible. But as time went on, no, you know, I mean, these are—he did not do the things that Christ would do. <laughs> no, yeah. And now that I know, you know, more who Jesus Christ really is, that you can't—you can't compare. I mean, do you, do you think do you think Charlie actually believed that he was Jesus Christ, or do you think it was an act from from the start? 
you know, I think he really did believe it. Hmm. Do you think Dennis Wilson believed that Charlie was Jesus Christ? Or, I mean, what was that? That was just such a weird part. And I mean, you were hanging out in the house, right? You were hanging out in Dennis Wilson's, you know, you got the yeah. uh, the fancy house, the nice ground. You got a sprawling estate. You got a pool, a swing, really fancy log cabin. It's, it's a fairly different setup than living in a an abandoned bus or shelter or whatever. Oh, yeah. It was, it, I love that house. I love that piece of property. It was beautiful. Yeah. It's like a, it's like a park. So, uh, anyway, I, I, it's that's an unfair question to, for me to ask you what Dennis Wilson thought. But, you know, I guess that's the thing. We are all sitting back wondering how... That, Go ahead. I, I don't think... I don't, I, I don't... I'm not sure that that was even, like, really discussed at that point. Right. Hmm. Dennis was interested, and Charlie was teaching him how to play the guitar, and they just, and Dennis was kind of looking for a guru, and I said, I I don't know, you know, there was definitely an attraction there, and Dennis was, you know, kind of a wild guy, you know, he liked, he liked, he liked fast cars, and, you know, fast women, and, you know, he, he was living the, he was living the musician's life and he you know he was proud to introduce charlie to his you know friends and other musicians well at least that was my that's what i saw yeah and again you were one of the girls living there so and you were how old at the time i i was 15 so you were 15 years old living with dennis wilson of the beach boys and you were you were one of the girls that you know, forgive me for saying this the way I'm about to say it, but you know where I'm going to go with this. Sort of passed around. You were one of the girls that was that was used sexually in in in, the, in that time of your life. Yeah, and it was you know I didn't really realize it because it was all you know it was all about uh, you know free love and get rid of your inhibitions yeah. and uh, you know, so it was it was on that premise. And I, I didn't really have, you know, I didn't have the street smarts or whatever to realize, you know, that I was probably being parlayed for favors. Sure. Well, I mean, D- uh, Diane, oh. I- I've also read that you were molested by your grandfather at the age of nine and you were using drugs with your parents by the age of 13. Is that true? Yeah. But it, it, that, that doesn't make you street <laughs> That's what? <laughs> Doesn't make you sleep no, tight. no, no. Yeah, no. That's true. That's true. But it does numb a part of you that should maybe, maybe sort of walk into certain situations later in your life and have a little bit of a red flag go off. Right, but it also blurred the line. Right, you blurred know? the line. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, let's let's sort of you know I got to be mindful of your time, but I I just find your your journey and your book so so fascinating. And and is it true that you didn't tell anyone about your being part of the Manson family uh, until you told your husband? Is that right? Oh, I have had some, you know, uh, other relationships where with people who knew, but I did tell my husband, you know, before we were married. But I really kept it, you know, it was really very private and a, and a part of my life. I mean, I went to Europe after after the trials, and I was there for, ended up being there for two years, and I wrote a lot of letters to my mom. 
which she kept, and now, you know, I'm reading through them, and I never met, you know, so far I have not found one one shred of reference to my former wife with Charles. So it, you know, it was really, I I just tucked it away. You know, I, I had a great healing experience, you know, in the hospital and then with my, you know, my foster family. And, you know, I got through the trial and, and I just moved on. It was like, okay, you know, mistakes, you know, move on. And I didn't want to be associated with, you know, the stigma. There were already, you know, people that who that I could talk to about it because they already knew. But any new people, I really didn't, you know, I didn't share that. And, you know, I've lived in the same community now for oh, 30, you know, 37 years. And people, you know, it's a, it's a jaw dropper. I've had an, I went to the dentist the other day and the, the hygienist said, oh, my gosh, I was homesick and I, I was in the bathroom and I, I heard on the TV from the other room this familiar voice. And she went in and she couldn't believe it. Oh, my gosh, that's Diane, you know? Yeah, being interviewed on some TV show or something. Right. Yeah. And I, I, you know, I, people are people are now contacting me. Who this one gal, you know, gave, sent me a message and said, "You wouldn't believe it, but but your identical twin, you know, <laughs> is on Doctor Phil." And then, you know, in the next two minutes, she texted me again and said, "Oh my gosh, it is you!" Oh man. <laughs> That's just weird. So stuff like that. I mean, and, you know, people, my neighbor said, oh, I always thought of you as the church lady. Yeah. <laughs> you know, because I sing in the choir. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, there's funny stuff that comes out. But so far, you know, so far the reviews of the book have been great. And, like, the message, you know, as a cautionary tale to other young people and sure. to parents, you sure. know, keep loving your kids and, you know, that... Even if you have bad things happen to you, you know, there's no reason to be ashamed and hide it. I mean, I thought it was very uh, interesting that uh, the People Magazine article came out uh, on me uh, along with Harvey Weinstein and, and the fact that these women now came out of the, you know, the closet to say that, you know, he'd molested them and, mm-hmm. you know, threatened them or whatever. And I think that we, you know, we as a human race, we, we need to share some of those, you know, those deep, dark thoughts in our life because it's, it's very healing. You know, I, I feel like I've integrated that secret life right. know, with, my, with my current, you know, maturity. Well, Diane... I'm 64. That was 50 years ago. I know. Isn't that crazy? Just think about that. At age 14, I became one of Charles Manson's girls. At age 17, I helped put him in prison. This is my story. Member of the family. My story of Charles Manson. Life inside his cult and the darkness that ended the 60s. Diane Lake... Diane, just final quick question. Variety recently reported that Leonardo DiCaprio is to star in Quentin Tarantino's Manson movie. How do you, is that, is that, I don't know, it's a weird, do you care? Will you go see it? Is that, would that like trip you out? Or, I mean, how do you feel about that? Well, Tarantino has kind of a reputation of of, of being, you know, very dramatic and, 
you know, kind of over the top with stuff. So it'll be interesting to see people that. I mean, there's TV show Aquarius, you know, interesting parts of that. I mean, there's a, there's a lot of, you know, uh, there's a lot of speculation, and but they haven't talked to me about it, so you know, yeah. my my two cents isn't uh, going to contribute to the movie. No, no, no. Well, listen, Diane. Well, I like I, I like <coughs> Leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> so, the what? I, I suppose they picked him to be Charlie. Yeah, yeah. I could see DiCaprio playing uh, playing Manson. He can he can get that sort of oh, yeah. squirrely Jack Nicholson face going and. Anyway, uh, Diane, a pleasure and an honor to, to chat with you. You have lived an unbelievable life. I know it was fifty years ago, but um, and and to hear that you're you know you're a church lady now. I mean that just blows my mind. <laughs> good good luck in choir practice tonight. <laughs> right. Thank you for your time, Diane. Well, it has been interesting, and I'm I'm very. You know, I, I'm I'm happy that I got to the point, you know, where I could share it. Yeah, it's, yeah. I think it's I think it's important for a lot of young, you know, for a lot of young people. They've thanked me because it's helped them to understand mm-hmm. the counterculture time period and how something like a Manson could have happened, you know, and yep. and had this following. So I I hope that that's helped, you know other people and I hope it you know I hope it brings some closure to the victims of the family and brings some light to this very dark yeah. very dark period of our history and you know, I I give the glory to God that I made it through. You know, yeah. I yeah. And not only it survived but I really thrived, you know, and not because of it. You know, but in spite of it. Beautiful. Beautiful stuff. Diane Lake, thank you for your time. Have a great weekend. Okay, thank you for having me on your show. Thank you, Diane. Bye-bye.